Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy Holidays from giftcards.com. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I am really excited to be joined today by Amy Keller, CEO and founder of Pure Plus and the Faves brand. Amy, thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So tell us a little bit about the brand and, of course, your deep, deep pedigree in, um, in the food industry. Well, I've always believed that it brings true that the two important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you were found out why. So my family owns a candy factory, Spangler Candy Company, and we make two billion dum-dum lollipops every year. But on the other side, I've been working on the environment and issues in regards to climate change for years, and also health and well-being as a seven-time Ironman, in which everyone knows nutrition is very much a part of the sport. Mm. So for us, my co-founders and I, um, we went and visited uh, Svalbard, Norway, and the Global Seed Bank. And while there, while cross-country skiing across the Arctic Circle, um, we were learning about food security, and we thought, why can't we start a company that illuminates the power of fruits and vegetables to restore the health of people on the planet? So when we looked at people, we were like, wait a minute, how is food the number one cause of poor health? And sugar is a major cause of obesity and diabetes, especially in our children. Mm -hmm. And knowing that only one in 10 people get their fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, and they only need their five to eight, and even with the COVID crisis right now, it's even harder to get access to that fresh produce. You know, why can't we start something that gives that access from an affordability and an accessibility standpoint? But then we also looked at the planet and said, well, it's a time when food waste is a global problem. It has a direct economic impact of $1 trillion a year. And given this enormous footprint, wasting less food just presents a key opportunity to address climate change. So 
what we did is we imagined this world of fruits and vegetables that taste like candy. So we created something called faves out of our pure plus powders and faves is stealth nutrition. So F A V E S actually stands for fruits and vegetables, but for children and others, it actually means their favorite candy. So we did that by utilizing imperfect produce from farms across the West Coast in the Midwest and figured out what's that 20% that goes unharvested and is imperfect and is going to be thrown away just because of being imperfect and make it into a powder form that has two to three years shelf life. And through that, we can then make single delivery system items like candy. And so that's kind of the start of it all and and why we created this first product. It's amazing. I didn't actually know that that's what the, that faves was fruit and vegetables. I love that. It's such a great tie-in and of course, such a great tie-in for kids who want to make this their new favorite candy. And for those of you listening, I have tasted it and it is awesome. The texture is great. I know there's a lot of brands that have kind of tried to attempt this and have fallen, you know, really flat on their face because kids always can tell when there's, you know, fruits and vegetables blended into something to try and trick them. And this really does have that right flavor profile, that right textural element um, that I think is uh, is really necessary to make a successful brand. So I think you guys have done a fantastic job. I agree. I mean, I think that that's a big thing, right? We, we try to do somewhere between uh, the hard candy and the chewy candy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know with knowing my dentist, he wouldn't want me to have something super chewy. But I also know that, you know, kids aren't into hard candy. So it's got to be somewhere in between. And if we can have the citrus orange and the lemons and strawberries taste like they're eating um, those fruit candies that are already out there, um, that they're already eating whole bags of. And if we can say, oh, well, if you eat a roll pack of faves, you're going to get servings of fruits and vegetables for the day. And you're going to get that sweet indulgence that you're not going to feel guilty about. So it's kind of that one thing where you can't change people's habits. They're still going to want to eat candy. So we're not trying to be a supplement to people's diets. We're just saying that this is a candy, a sweet without the guilt. Um, And it's not the guilt from the standpoint of, uh, the latest low calorie craze or the latest low fat and all these different things. Um, you know, ours actually is, which is amazing. Um, but uh, we're looking at more from the standpoint of, you know, help you get to those five to eight servings every day. Right. And it's not a diet item. It's it's just a better for you option that uses real food, which I think is so amazing. And the other piece is that, you know, while candy is certainly targeted towards kids, adults eat just as much. So I would say that the targeting that you guys have to focus on kids, but also providing people like me, the opportunity to indulge guilt-free is also a huge value add to the brand. Absolutely. I think, Laurel, that's that's true because, you know, when you look at um, why somebody that like the mom buys or somebody that's the, uh, the, the working adult that just doesn't have time in the day, you know, we didn't want to have something where um, it didn't make sense for them, right? So if you look at an average candy, um, it's 220 calories mm. for one pack. Ours is 40 calories for one pack. Um, So a lot of times, you know, somebody that's uh, older will look at the calorie count. And then because we're all about replacing sugar and filler with fruits and vegetables, you know, ours has two grams of sugar in a pack, whereas a candy has 55 grams of sugar. Wow. So those are the numbers then um, the adult population. Mm -hmm. That's when they start jumping in. 
So, um, so that's what we're seeing is, you know, the kids like it because of the taste, um, which obviously taste is king. And then from that standpoint, the numbers uh, make sense and the clean label. Absolutely. So the clean label is so key because we're able at the front of our label put proprietary orange line for, for pure plus mm-hmm. and it's pumpkin, carrot, squash, sweet potato, and orange. That's the start of our ingredient list, which means that we're not using fruits and vegetables for flavor and color. We're using it as the main ingredient in the candy, which is so not being done anywhere that I've ever seen. No, you see ingredient lists. And for those of you who may may not be familiar with reading ingredient lists, um, although there are a lot of food and beverage people that tune in, um, you know, we know that the top couple of items are the ones that are the majority of what's in the product. So the fact that you have those top line items as fruits and vegetables really does speak highly to, um, to the, the product itself and um, the purity, which kind of speaks to the Pure Plus brand. So I love the brand itself. Tell us about how you got to Pure Plus and then how you got from Pure Plus to Faves. Well, I think from uh, the Pure Plus standpoint, it was uh, all about food systems change and the fruit and vegetable supply chain. Mm -hmm. So a big win for us leading into uh, this year, actually with Expo West, was um, to work with the largest ingredient company in the world, um, IFF. Mm -hmm. And we convinced them to start an unharvested line. Um, And that was something that we were going to announce uh, at uh, at the Expo. And for us, that was a big win, you know, to convince an ingredient company to not look at fruits and vegetables that anyone could eat, that anyone could just put in a grocery store or sell at a farmer's market or send to a food bank um, to actually make one that's out of imperfect uh, vegetables and fruits and say, hey, farmers out there, why can't we help those local farmers that can't get 100% of their full harvest and make that money? Um, so that was a big thing for us. So Pure Plus is more focused on how to replace sugar and fillers in all products, mm-hmm. right? How do we become that that logo down the road that says, hey, there's Pure Plus inside. That means it's got you know real whole fruits and vegetables and it's good for me, but it's also good for the planet because they're doing it from a standpoint of what's the effects on climate change with this food waste. Mm-hmm. Now, what we did was we said, wait a minute, we've got to prove a point here so let's look at the $80 billion global market of candy, you know, obviously ripe for disruption and say, okay, we'll show you how we can be an alternative to filler and sugar and candy. And so we looked at how can we look at the process for the formula, which was incredibly difficult um, because when you look at the fact that we were able to get to powder form, that already exists, right? An ingredient company world. Now, all of a sudden, you want to go to a confection company or a baking company or any sort of manufacturer with their high-end equipment, and you want to convince them not to use the normal flow agents of sugar and filler and just utilize fruits and vegetables, I can tell you it is a tough road to convince those guys to put our ingredients through their machines. Now, luckily, we found an amazing uh, group in downtown LA, family-owned bakery um, that has a 100,000-square-foot factory. And then we found a confection industry in New York that was willing to put it through their equipment. So that was, it was huge for us, was to see there are those groups out there that are willing to trust in what we're trying to do. And if anything, they saw us as their corporate social responsibility. Mm. They love that we're doing something around food waste. 
They love that they could start, you know, kind of turning the needle from what they're doing that's all very sugar-based. Um, and go from there. So I think that's that's the key. And then down the road, when we start working with some of our bigger uh, Disney's and other contracts, uh, my family bought Necco wafers uh, just a year and a half ago, and obviously those type of machines, you know, we can start you know working with uh, with the family. Yeah. Uh, but obviously that's in the Midwest, so uh, that would be then figuring out the supply chains from there. Got it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about food trends. I want to talk a little bit more about your family and the future of faves. So give us a quick second. We'll be right back. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. Bria's fashion boutique is the worst. First, they asked me if I needed help finding anything. Um, just because I'm gorgeous doesn't mean I need help. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. Then they tell me they're having a sale. Oh, so you're assuming I'm poor. Cool. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Also, they tried to give me the friends and family discount. Um, I'm not your friend, so... Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. All right. Thanks for staying tuned in, guys. And if you're just tuning in, I'm sitting down with CEO and founder of Pure Plus and the Faves brand, Amy Keller. Amy, before the break, we were talking a little bit about how you have these amazing partners who who took a chance and have decided that the mission behind the brand is absolutely critical, um, which is amazing. I think it has a lot to do with your pedigree. I think it has a lot to do with your passion about food waste and about environmental issues. Um, how did your family react when you were coming up with this concept? Because they've been so embedded deeply in the sugar industry, in the candy industry for so long. Did they think immediately this was a great idea or were they hesitant um, because of the background? Oh, no. I mean, I think that everyone's super excited about this. They knew that I had determined a long time ago that whatever business I started, it had to make a contribution to the world mm -hmm. and make a positive impact on people's lives and health. Um, and also, because I always was working in global social impact around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, it was very focused also on the overall, like, how do we collaborate with all stakeholders? Mm -hmm. How do we collaborate with governments, NGOs, and corporates, along with global citizens, to launch this global movement around the intersection of food, health, and the planet? So they already knew that I was working in that direction um, and setting forth really food-focused climate restoration goals and really giving the public the opportunity um, to look at you know, what's happening with climate change, what's happening with micronutrient deficiencies around the world, and knowing that 500 million people in the world um, aren't getting those, those fruits and vegetables in. And that's why we are where we are with human health. And like I said, it's an $80 billion global industry. I think that we'll be fine at Spangler Candy Company. You know, we're, we're, they've got uh, their route to, to market and that nostalgia around dum-dums and circus peanuts and safety pops and, and candy canes. I mean, that's not going away. What I'm saying is this is just uh, another alternative 
um, from the disruptive granddaughter, right? Um, <laughs> where I was trying to say, you know, look at the um, the opportunity to differentiate in this market um, to this new world. Um, and it's very different um, to, to, you know, for what's out there today, um, that, that customer base. Um, and for us to be very innovative and differentiated. I think you look at a lot of old companies. I mean, uh, Spangler's been around since 1906. Wow. And so they look to, they look to the entrepreneurs for research and development, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of times big companies, they only spend two to five percent of their budget every year on R&D. Okay. So if anything, we are the R&D. So we're out there just, you know, being, being innovative and, and being differentiated in this category. Well, obviously you are all of those things. Do you think that um, part of the success of the brand is attributed to um, the time and age that we're in? Because people are so much more conscious of what they're putting in their bodies. Um, there's you know, a million different kinds of new milks out there. People are really into organic and grass fed and all of these you know, new terms that really just became popular in the last three to five years, I would say. Um, do you think that the timing is relevant for the success of the brand? Yes, I, I think that uh, you know Pure Plus is a brand designed to have a, a long-standing and meaningful role in the cultural revolution around health and wellness. I think the brand really stands for health and natural and, and active living. I think the success really lies in a brand that's imbued with a sense of of mission, mm. of personality, and personal values. So, you know, the partners that we've chosen, whether it be our investor community of of angels, of uh, those that have gotten behind us, uh, to the ones that really see and believe in me, but also the venture and share my values and can add knowledge and insight and connections. Um, and those type of partners are, are not always easy to find, but if you can tell your story to anyone and, and, or everyone, uh, people start to appear that makes sense and are strategic. Um, so I think the most important thing that we've done as a business is we've surround ourselves with organizations that share those values. So when you look at the ones that we're partnered with, like 501c3, they're focused on uh, radical decarbonization mm -hmm. of the world. And, you know, they started just water. And then this is kind of the nonprofit arm for Jaden Smith. And then you look at the Environmental Media Association. I won the impact, uh, you know, the innovator uh, award at the Environmental Media Association's impact awards last year. And the Emma's is this media association that tells the world about what you could do to make a difference whether you're a corporate or an individual or a nonprofit. And then, you know, there are associations that we become a part of, like Refed, um, being a global innovator around food waste, or the Upcycled Food Association. So I think the more you collaborate, the more that then there's opportunities from those collaborations. And for us, because we're direct-to-consumer and e-com, very alternative markets, because mm -hmm. we want to get in front of the right people, but also tell our story correctly, I think that's the, the most important part for us. Well, obviously, you know that we believe in mission-driven brands. As a, uh, On the agency side, it's all about storytelling and brand narrative and ethos and all of the things that really make a brand um, stand out in a, in very, very crowded markets. So 
personally, I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing. I think it's so important and I can't wait for the world to taste the product. Um, and speaking of taste, at what point did you realize you had the right formulation? I know you said earlier in the conversation that it was extremely challenging. I can't even imagine. How many iterations have you gone through and when did you know you hit it on the head? Well, I think, you know, the powder formulations for the color lines came together um, in our in our first year uh, of, of working on them. Um, but uh, when it came to the single delivery item, um, we went through iterations since last summer. Um, so we 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 talked to some people in the natural product space. Um, they love what we are doing with the powders and turning it into something that was a wafer formula candy. And they said, go, you know, build it. Um, so we did that over the summer with food innovation scientists uh, leading into the fall. The main thing was this. We wanted to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to start off small out of the, the garage. You know, maybe that's what we probably should do, right? But I immediately went to commercialization because if we can't scale the product, then what's the point? We're trying to prove a point to larger industry. So we never tried to make it from a small batch standpoint. We were doing 500,000 pound batches saying we have to show this as commercialization, which means, of course, there's so many iterations that have to be done to make it work with the equipment. So it wasn't really on our end. It was more uh, the machinery. Mm-hmm. So how do you get it through um, these thousand pound mixers? How do you then get it to a dough-like structure that can get through an extruder and not stick? How do you get it through sheeters to make sure it's the right thinness so it still has the right texture that everyone's looking for? And then how do you find cutters when you're working in factories that aren't used to cutting something in one-inch circles, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So we were just rejiggering equipment and you name it. It's amazing. Um, that these manufacturers uh, let us in. Um, But I think it was the overall mission and what we were trying to do um, that gave them the willingness to let us uh, uh, work with uh, their people and also the resources of their equipment. Uh, Because as a startup, you're not going to go out and buy, you know, million dollar equipment. You're not going to have hundred foot long equipment that can spew out hundreds of thousands of wafers an hour. But we wanted to be able to show that scale so that when we did go big and we did get all those different ways that we could get out there, um, we had the resources behind us to back it up. That's incredible. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. And when we return, I want to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, some tips and tricks, kind of best practices, things that you've learned along the way. So stay tuned. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I hired nuptial num-nums to cater my wedding, and it was a disaster. Everyone was raving about the food instead of my dress. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. They're like, oh, Veronica, the lamb chops. Ah, uh, did the lamb chops fly you out to Cancun? And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. I will not be hiring them for my next wedding. 
Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. I am sitting and chatting with Amy Keller, CEO and founder of Pure Plus and the Faves brand. Amy, before the break, we were talking about how you had to go in and uh, like rejigger all of the machinery to build the right, um, the tooling behind the product, which is so interesting. And you were talking about how lucky you were that you had really strong strategic partners in, on the manufacturing side, production side, really, um, to help you play and to give you space to do that. So now I want to pivot a little bit and talk about your entrepreneurial journey and how you got to this position. Um, you mentioned that you have always kind of been in corporate social responsibility and that kind of global impact space. Can you tell us a little bit more about your history? Well, I mean, with my background and uh, just who we've partnered with, you can see that I've always been around influencing a new generation to adopt more sustainable lifestyles and engage in social impact. So mm-hmm. when I look at our partner 501c3 and the fact that I worked with them when they were just starting just water, right, as an example, um, you know, they, when they built 501c3, they said, wait a minute, we want to be that nonprofit that's reimagined for a younger generation who wants action, blending innovation and creative storytelling to raise awareness and to get people engaged with climate change solutions. So, you know, my career has just been focused on environmental initiatives to save the planet. And, um, you know, also because I am a seven time Ironman, I am somebody that wants to be outdoors, right? And especially during these times where it's so important to get back to nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's just something that we have to all think to focusing on our, our health and well-being at this time. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think that, that that's really been something that's been with me for such a long time. And I've always made sure that I partnered with groups where I was, you know, building um, these global campaigns, fundraising to put the money behind it, and then finding the partnerships that made the most sense from a government, nonprofit, for-profit, and individual standpoint. Because if you don't have all those sectors working together, uh, you're really not going to get anything done. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I just think that you have had such a, a unique kind of uh, triangulation of passion, of history, of pedigree, um, of experience, and it's just all coming together in this incredible mission behind this this amazing brand. So um, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you wish you had known before starting the brand. Um, I always like for entrepreneurs to kind of look back to the very nascent stages and kind of talk to themselves and share their learnings with our audience because we have a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs listening in. Well, I think the main thing is, is when I look back to even when I've worked with other organizations, you know, before I started Peer Plus, it was all about utilizing the resources for global social impact. And if you've already got a uh, passion behind your company, you then um, extrude that elsewhere. People then want to join you, right? So taking an innovative approach to making social change. It really involves mapping new trends. So looking at what's out there, doing your research, making sure that there is a hole in the market before you ever jump in. Mm 
because you never want to take investors' money until you know that there's um, a way through it um, and a way to do it better. And then, you know, collaborating with those leaders, you know, figuring out who is that council, who's that advisory board. You know, when I first started, I looked back at all the people I worked with and I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to utilize all these people as we move forward. So no matter if we take um, a round or two or three of, of fundraising, um, who's going to help me from a finance, a marketing, a, a go-to-market standpoint, a, a operation standpoint, and just utilize the best of the best, right? I went more on the specialist model. I wanted the best of the best. So that way I didn't have to micromanage. I just knew they could do it. So I said, okay, I want the best of the best that worked in operations. They've worked at Plum Organics Baby Food. If they've done baby food, then they probably can do candy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when I look at finance, I made sure that I had the right people to build those three-year forecasts so they're accurate, that they actually lead up and they've got something behind them because every single investor is going to do their due diligence and they're going to ask you, well, how did you come up with these numbers? They right. can't come out of the sky. They've got to be a way that you actually can say, I built these numbers on these partnerships and this is the reason why. And then from a marketing standpoint, I looked at companies like This Bar Saves Lives and um, the GoPro founders that started Kind Human and uh, the guys from Just Water saying, look what we're doing with 501c3 and utilizing them from a social media or, you know, like all these different ways that we're trying to communicate um, our brand story. Um, so really just that specialist model is probably the best way to go. Um, I think when you're looking at, at products, I think that also we found it was best to just get a direct-to-consumer site up and then utilize that customer base as your, uh, as your focus group in mm -hmm. a way. Because mm -hmm. what's the point of having uh, spending the money on focus groups when you can get actual consumers that are buying your product and you can say, listen, we're going to send you what we have today, but we're going to keep on sending you more and more different uh, flavors and, and different versions. And you're just going to be part of that, that community that came in on the early side to build a new candy brand. Um, so I think those are probably the best things that I found as we built the business. So making sure you have best in class, which I totally agree with, because I think that it's a, I think people tend to be a little gun shy when they're just out the door and they are very lean when it comes to spend, which they should be. But there's a difference between being smart with your money and ending up having to spend more because you have been um, kind of gun shy in terms of hiring the best in, in class. So I totally agree with that. The other point you made was about um, advisory teams, which I also I'm 100% on board with. So many people out there have built brands similar or aligned with what you're doing in any category. So for you to build it on your own and climb up that hill by yourself, it's a very lonely climb. And there's no reason for entrepreneurs, especially new ones, to be doing that without a really strong advisory board. And also the other point I think you made was that um, you know, making sure that you are iterating with your real audience, which it always amazes me when brands come to us and they're asking us for feedback. And I always tell them, well, our opinion doesn't actually matter. It's the opinion of your audience. And that's exactly what you have um, kind of discussed here. I think that's such a smart way to build a brand. And obviously, you're a smart cookie or a smart candy. Can you say smart candy? Right. I mean, that's really what you're building is a smart candy, right? Yeah. I guess my thing is this: like, if you're going to spend all this time and effort producing a product and starting a company, then it better line up with your values and interests and your personal history and your beliefs, because then you've got a really good answer to why you did that. 
Mm-hmm. So I think your business idea, having that connect to your values and lifestyle, having that, you know, how does it contribute to your personal goals and dreams? You know, does it directly and positively affect, um, you know, lives beyond yourself? Mm-hmm. Would the world be better off if you succeeded? I mean, that's the big question, right? It's yeah. like, you know, if your project, is it worth it? You know, no matter if you fail or succeed, just being out there. Um, that it just has that positive impact on people, the environment, you name it. Um, I think that that's what fuels things. I think then from that standpoint, it's like, okay, well then do you have strong growth potential? Because mm-hmm. as much as you might have passion, you've got to have a business model. So you right. better have high margins, <laughs> right? Like, like you can't make an effect in the world. Uh, you know, you know, you're going to start off small, right? but you're not going to stay that way. So, so you've got to have something that grows continuously for years to come that potentially can become that billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. A lot of people also think, oh, well, we want to be this multiple. And after a few years, we want to sell. It's like, no, build something, build it five, 10 years. Cause that way then, you know, there's something that then can be grown on. And then you may end up with some strategic investors as you go through more rounds and series A, B, C, D, but, um, you have to start off something exciting business that, that is innovative and differentiative and disruptive. And you're the only one that's going to be able to do that. You don't want to sell out too quickly, uh, knowing that, um, you could really build something and really end up paying people really well and generating critical cash flow uh, to fuel growth within your own company. Yeah, I think it's it's a challenge for a lot of mission-driven brands, the money side of it versus the mission side of it. So I think you're 100% right in terms of kind of taking both lanes at the same time, making sure that you have that mission-driven kind of life uh, aligned concept, but making sure that you have these really strong projections on how to be profitable and how to make a real difference in the world. Cause you've got to be making money to pay your people, to build the brand, to scale up all of those things. So I, it sounds to me like you really, um, have it all aligned. Obviously we're, you're still iterating through and, um, growing the brand. So not all figured out yet. I want the audience to know that this is still kind of a nascent brand and you're still, you know, on your path to greatness, but you certainly are on your way. So, um, oh my gosh, 30 minutes goes so fast when you're talking to an amazing founder who has so so much passion about a brand. Before we wrap things up, I just want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you um, and how to get um, the brand, get the products. Well, uh, when it comes to faves, you can find us at myfavesweets.com. Um, and then if you want to learn more about Pure Plus and what we're doing, um, that's on pureplus.us. So um, I think that, you know, we're just seeing a, a rising demand of, uh, you know, these these shoppers, these changing consumer preferences and, um, you know, for something like this. And uh, couldn't be more excited to be part of this kind of plant-based revolution um, and know that people are really looking at how you measure your product's carbon footprint. They want mm. you to be um, setting KPIs to measure yourself around your supply chain and um, innovating around uh, impact for the environment. Um, so we make sure we tell that story throughout our um, website. And that's why we're so focused on being direct to consumer to start. Um, and then we'll be launching on Amazon in the next month. Um, and then you'll find us within e-com grocery stores um, in a couple months in the spring. So um, I think this has a, a definitely been an opportunity uh, for us to talk to Laurel and the Elevate Your Brand team, um, because I really feel like food will be the defining issue of the 21st century. 
you know, 100%. unlocking this potential will catalyze the achievement of both sustainable development goals um, and the Paris Agreement with the Climate Change Treaty. So the more that we can focus on this, um, the more that I feel like we can get past some of these things that we're seeing with these health and planet crises, like what we're seeing today with the COVID. Yeah, I love that statement. Uh, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Keep up the really good work, Amy. And uh, guys, make sure you check them out. Follow them on all the social channels. They've got such a great mission, such a great story, and a founder that is so passionate about making positive impact in the world. So Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, guys. And stay tuned for more Elevate Your Brand coming up next. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. I'm giving Jeb's basement renovations one star. He kept asking me what's behind the walls down there. I'm like, why? What, what do you know? No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. And then he's like, you can trust me with the job. And I'm all like, trust? <laughs> and while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Yeah, he charged me less than he said he would, which is... Lying. Get a quote online today at progressivecommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third party insurers.